Welcome to season two, episode four of our Miss Scarlet Summer on Postscript. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Tom Downing. Uh, you can watch along with us on the PBS video app or by visiting WITF.org slash passport. And then you can join us on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. And, yes. uh, and we also are still doing our, our Postscript bingo this season. So if you haven't gone uh, and downloaded your own bingo card, you can do that now. Um, and uh, you yeah, can go you, to. Yeah, you go to um, WITF.org slash PS bingo for that. Yep. Uh, so you can print your own card and then you'll want to spot the clues. You'll want to watch and listen. Use both of those sentences through all six episodes. Mm-hmm. And every week you can send us our clues or your clues at ps at wtf.org. And uh, we were just talking before we started here. And I, there's things that I've missed. Christina's oh, missed. I missed, I've missed so, so much. <laughs> you, can, you can let us know what you've found. Um, and uh, just email us at ps at wtf.org. Yes. And then at the end of the season, um, if you've emailed us about your clues, you'll get a YouTube link to a special bonus episode where it will reveal all of the clues uh, with on-screen queuing and everything. Yeah, so play on your own uh, with friends or with family. And so yeah, let's get into the Are episode. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Season two, episode four. So um, this, <laughs> <laughs> I love this opening. It's so playful. Um, Eliza and Eliza is dissing Mr. Potts to Ivy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like right outside of their. their uh, yeah, they're like leaving for the day. Yep. Ivy's off to do some errands and Miss Scarlet's, you know, out for her shenanigans. So Eliza's just complaining about Mr. Potts. Ivy's trying to defend him. Yeah, she says that, that maybe you've misjudged him. Yeah, um, I mean, Ivy obviously likes Barnabas. She yeah. calls him by his first name, which is a... <laughs> Eliza's like Barnabas. Barnabas. Oh. Yeah. Um, but Eliza says, if you insist on this dalliance, you can at least convince him to grant me access to the morgue. <laughs> So, so she's like, self-motivated. I can use this. She's like, yeah, how can I turn this to my, my advantage? She also gives uh, Ivy a hard time for the new hat that she has for, oh, for, for, for well, Barnabas. She's, she's going to buy a new hat. Oh, that's, yeah. That's where she's hat. going. She, she has hat. to go out to yeah. a particular store, and she's like, are you buying a new hat? But, so, but this is interrupted because they notice this weird, creepy guy across yeah, the street. Well, Eliza notices yeah. that there's a man in, like, a trench coat um, with a, a scar on his yeah. eye. Uh, he's watching her, like, holding a newspaper to look nonchalant. But she notices him and mm-hmm. goes. she goes on about her day, though. Like, I guess she gives him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, but noted. Yeah, noted. Um, and then we see the man walk away, and he walks into Nash and Sons. Yeah, it, it does a cut to a different location. They're outside yeah. of Nash and Sons, which is a detective agency. Uh, and he knocks on the proprietor's door and says, I have the information on a lady detective, sir. Mm-hmm. So somebody's tailing her involved with Nash and Sons. We don't know why. Yeah. And yeah, the, the guy, the scar faced man has a uh, folder with all the info. So, yeah. Yeah. Marked. Yeah. Eliza Scarlet. Eliza Scarlet. And then that's a cue <laughs> title sequence. And so yes. Title <laughs> sequence. After the title sequence is over, we're outside and we see Eliza is walking by a carriage of Dr. Flint's, which Dr. is like. Dr. Flint's. Universal elixir. Yeah. Yeah. Big or small, it cures it all. <laughs> I Eliza, love that you got that. Yeah. But and well, as she's walking past, she's stopped by a Mr. Doyle, who is the assistant to Dr. Flint. Yes. And, and yeah, he's he's hoping for a he just shows up expecting or hoping for a meeting, yes. I should say, with her. 
Um, and Eliza looks over at Dr. Flint, who is in the carriage, and he just looks like a miserable old man. Crotchety old man in the carriage. We find out he is. He is. <laughs> so they cut to the office. So they're inside uh, Eliza's office. Dr. Flint wants to uh, dis- uh, Eliza to hire Eliza on a, a, quote, sensitive issue. Yes. And there was an anonymous letter saying uh, that one bottle of his elixir is poisoned and the toxin is from the Angel of Inferno plant. Yes. And, um, and if they don't pay the ransom, which is a thousand pounds right the ransom will increase and a second poisoning will occur yeah so um but they hand the letter to eliza and she kind of like chides them for waiting seven they waited seven days yeah the deadline's already passed and um mr flint implies that she's desperate for cases but like oh you need to take this case he's he's just so misogynistic yes gross yeah (laughs) yeah it's a good thing Mr. Doyle is there because he has a softer touch. Yes. And so Eliza's not really inclined to take the case at no. this point. No. Be- uh, because she wants to read the confidentiality agreement that she- they want her to sign. She even has to sign it. That's yeah. kind of insulting in and of itself. Like yeah. at this point, like he's being a jerk to her mm-hmm. and he- she has to sign this confidentiality agreement. And, and she's he's like, acting like, why are you even bothering reading it? Yeah. And you so she- must be desperate for money. So she says, no, she's really busy with other cases and she's like very dismissive until, until <laughs> Doyle, <laughs> <Mr>. Doyle <laughs> drops this fat roll of money wad. yeah right in front of her and she's like where do i sign of course i i will make time for it yeah. where do i sign uh, <laughs> oh yeah so, so. we leave that we cut to scotland yard so in scotland yard fitzroy is singing in the records department and he's yeah. singing the modern major general um i didn't know what song it was but i know those are some of the words yes of it. <laughs> uh, uh, which i don't know if that's the title of it i should know this but um anyway it's it's a it's in a musical um, yeah i mean he looks he sounds so happy yes. he's so happy and then his dad comes, arrives. Yeah. And his dad says how disappointed he is and that um, I'm only glad your mother isn't alive to see it. I took a note You're of that supposed too. to be a police detective, not a filing clerk. He's and a- I'm like, robbing this kid of his joy. He come is on. not a supportive parent. No, he is a t- <laughs> Terrible man. So we cut to outside of that office. We see William. He overhears Fitzroy and his father, like, this, well, Fitzroy's father basically, like, you know. Reaming yeah. Fitzroy out for filing. Yeah. And uh, so William comes in and uh, Fitzroy's father calls him, like, a junior clerk. And William's like, ah, yes, your son is a very proficient police officer, but he has been in the in the force for barely half a year. So William's trying to defuse the situation right. and, and give Saying, Fitzroy hey, some credit. he just credit. needs some experience yep. and to le- learn the ropes, essentially. But, and his, Well, and his dad's implies that Fitzroy asked for administrative duty, oh, and he, he did. He did, he but did William kind of covers but, for him. Yeah, William does not out him, which I thought William is doing him so many solids, and He's, I... This is the season I start to like William yeah, he's, because he's, I can see he has a good heart at least. Well, <laughs> and, and this, yeah, there, there's, I have more on that later that we'll talk about. But like the policing commissioner has other ideas still, even though mm. William has kind of like diffused it a little bit. The police commissioner is still like, no, he needs to be out there, you know, doing man's work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we cut to Monroe's office. William is telling Monroe that Fitzroy will be reinstated as a police detective and, 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 uh, Make inspector by the end of the year. So that's what the commissioner really yes, wants. Monroe he is says like the police. The police commissioner gets what the police commissioner wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Monroe's just and doing what William, he thinks he needs to do to keep his job. Williams like you can't be serious, sir. And Monroe wants his budget, and so Fitzroy's gonna be what the police commissioner wants. And so, like, this is where I kind of. Um, 
Monroe's character is fascinating in the show. Yeah. In my, in my, just because he is, he is the foil for, he is, he is what William wanted to be. Right. He is, he That's has. That's the spot he, he has, essentially wants. Well, and yeah. they have the same background. This is what I like. Mm-hmm. They, they, they really position it. So they could have been the same person. Right. But the difference is William stands up for he what's has, right. He uh, has integrity. There's the yes. integrity that And he Monroe has. is like, we need to do what we need to do for the budget or for to get this or do that. So we make compromises. Which is, yes, which is uh, also a valid approach to much of life. It, it uh, is. Except it's that it's in, more realistic in certain respects. Yeah. But, but like, in, in this case, like Fitzroy could put other police in danger, yeah. which he already has, he has. on a raid. Yeah. Um, or himself... And it's not real nice to just put somebody in the in yeah. harm's way because that's what their daddy wants. But the contrast, and that's the thing that, that William also brings up. You're right <laughs> that 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 uh, Fitzroy could put other people. Um, yeah. And and, and yeah, Monroe Mon- Monroe agrees with all of William's oh, yeah. arguments. He, he, but he he's doesn't like, have anything to like shut it down. So Monroe basically tells William that Fitzroy is just going to be transferred to Detective Phelps' team. Which uh, Phelps Take hates him. him. Right. Lo- loathes, loathes him. him. And, like, William's just going to be taken out of the equation. And Monroe kind of frames it in a way that, like, <clears throat> Fitzroy would just black, I think he says blacken your reputation to William. So it's, he's acting like he's doing William a, a favor. favor. but no. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, William does say Phelps hates Fitzroy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Monroe says he'll either give up or die trying. And so he seems just to like, be okay Ugh. with that. Ugh, yeah. yeah. So Monroe says that's that, and William's like, yes, sir. So it's just, it is yeah. what it is. So then from that scene, we cut to Mr. Mr. Potts whistling. He's happy. Or, yeah, until, I mean, he's happy and in love. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's walking his way, and he's meted, He's greeted by Eliza outside of the city morgue. Which, so like, you know, dampens his mood just a little bit. Immediately. <laughs> Again, by that sign where it says, like, no admittance or whatever it is. Right. Eliza wants to know about the poisonous plant that she heard about with uh, um, uh, yeah, with, she wants to know all about Doyle the poisonous properties and like, yep. you know, he's he's a coroner, so he'd probably know how to detect this and what it does. And uh, lo- but she he suggests that she visit the British Library, <laughs> yeah. which is only a 10 minute walk from there. And like shout out to library. She would get the information. She oh, yeah. There. Libraries are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they should be supported. Uh, Eliza, all, all, all sources are valid sources, but she yeah. wants to go in and talk to him specifically. Um, and then, like, he's very dismissive until <laughs> Eliza mentions Ivy. Yeah, she says, and, Ivy was asking after you this morning. And then, yeah. I, of course, gave her a very agreeable account of you. Which is a straight <laughs> so up lie. Straight up lie. <laughs> and um, will happily continue to do so. Yeah. She goes on to say, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. And Mr. Potts <laughs> calls us out. He says, that is blackmail. And then Eliza says, that is business. Yes, so is which does deal? come back to haunt her. Yeah, later. that's I, I, the writing in <laughs> this this episode is really really on point. Uh, so is there a deal? Mr. Potts notices, uh, but then but like they're about ready to kind of resolve that, yeah. and, but then Mr. Potts notices that same his, scar, like I, I like scarred man, like uh, off to the side. Yeah, his demeanor completely changes too. He kind of takes on like a protective role. Yeah. So uh, I was like. Is he actually softening to Eliza at this point? Because he spots his man and he's like, there's a man watching you. Yeah. And like warns her about it. And yeah, yeah it's the same man from the Scarface man watching scar, Eliza. And uh, Eliza locks eyes with him yep. again. Yeah. And, definitely uh, seen both times. He's not very good at like. No, he's not. He, he's <laughs> oh, wait, not I have a newspaper. Like, you can't see me behind this news. Just no. pull it up. Now yeah. I'm invisible. Yeah. So uh, the Scarface man leaves after being seen by both. And Eliza leaves. 
I'll be back, Mr. Potts. And, so, <laughs> and um, he's like, God save us or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's right. not looking forward to it. <laughs> so after that, we cut to William's office. Fitzroy enters. He's all beaten yeah, he's up. he's got a black eye. His dad um, is super gross, and I hate him. Uh, Fitzroy is confused that, uh, that he's supposed to report to Phelps now, and William is dismissive. He's not supportive in this. He's very, like... He's towing the line. William is. He's like. He's like. He doesn't want to show any of his feelings, like or his compassion. He's like right. compassion Not is outwardly like because he's trying to stay in line yeah. and follow orders, direct orders that yes. he was given. Um, told- and and Fitzroy basically lists all of the reasons that he shouldn't be under Phelps and the ones that like William listed himself. Yep. Um, and yeah. William just says, "Get back to work." And Fitzroy's like, "Yes, sir." And yeah. Fitzroy leaves. And so then we cut to outside of Nash and Sons, which is the place where the, uh, Scarface, the Scarface man guy. went yeah. to. So Eliza has followed the Scarface man, um, and she walks past the door. And then and she peeks in, Yep, sees him, and then goes in and asks the Scarface man, why have you been following me? And then that's yes. when. That's when uh, we meet Patrick Nash. Yeah. So Patrick Nash is the proprietor of this joint, and uh, – when he first heard of her, the lady detective, uh, he thought that her detect- detective work was just a hobby, like everybody else seems yeah. to dismiss it as. And all of his men were amused, and they took bets on how <laughs> long she'd last. But then she kept going and going, and months later, she's still doing it. And so now he's not amused, because now she's competition. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he said he wants to hire her. Yeah. He says she's determined, ambitious, and hungry, the holy trinity. And I'm like, basically Eliza is how Slytherin here. <laughs> ambitious, <laughs> oh, <gosh>. determined, and <laughs> hungry. Yes. Uh so he he yeah. wants to hire her. He's very confident that I she's gonna I want you to work for me. And just step into my office and we can talk the terms. And he's very presumptuous. Oh, about yeah. This. Oh, yeah. He's confident. And she's just going to be like, yeah, I would she, love to. She knows about Nash and Sons, which at this point, I thought that he was the son in Nash and Sons, like it was a family business. And we find out later no, that, that she, was, he just he, ha- he has no sons. It's Nash and Sons. It's all marketing. <laughs> it's all it's just a show. And so, like, uh, Eliza knows about him, knows that his history, he says, blackmail is your favorite tool. Uh, she says, thank you for your offer, but no thank you. Yes. And call off your dogs. Call and off points, your dogs. Yeah, yeah, points to the Scarface man. <laughs> uh, Eliza leaves, but Nash follows. Yeah. And he says, as an Irishman, out, this is outside, I, I know what it's like to face prejudice. And Eliza says, we are not the same. And Nash says, mm-hmm. um, we, have do- we have Dr. Flint's case. In for, common. In common. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Flint came to Nash first, but Nash was too expensive. And so Dr. Then he uh, went to Gill and Sons. Again, and they too were costly. too expensive. And so we find out that, like, Eliza's Eliza's the lowest are... rates in, in London. And uh, he basically says, well, he says, you're selling yourself short. Yeah, and, which is true. Uh, she says, basically, that's not my problem. And he said, it is when I have to undercut you, which is what I'm going to do yeah. with Dr. Flynn. I'm going to offer my services for free. Free to just basically. Unless you reconsider my offer. Uh, which is blackmail. Again, yes. like that is his. That, it, it, like, <laughs> I like, mean, to be fair, yeah. Eliza uses the blackmail too. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that may be one of the things they have in common, actually. <laughs> not, not all the time, but she definitely right. uses leverage. Yeah. Um, so Eliza says, May the best man win. And Nash says, I look forward to it. Yeah. And 
Miss Scarlet, and um, I do love a challenge. I, I I do love that they're setting her up with this professional rival. Yeah. Because she hasn't had, like, somebody that she's actively working against. True, and, yeah. So, yeah, I do. And, I like Pat, I like Patrick. Patrick Nash for what he is. And and what's what's <laughs> interesting is she's not working against him, but he is actively, actively working yep. against her. He's like trying to throwing undermine up stump- everything yeah. she does. Yeah. So from that exchange, we cut to a different scene. We're outside of the Royal Botanical Society. Yes. Um, a man is welcoming Eliza as as a new member called uh, Miss, a potential new member. Uh, called Miss Belfry. And we yeah. find out that his name is Mr. Humphreys. Yes. <laughs> And he is flirting with her. Oh, hardcore. Constantly. Yeah. All the time. The yeah. whole time. He, uh, She mistakenly calls a, a fern a shrub and is quickly corrected. Um, it's, yeah, it, that is a fern. Yeah. <laughs> it's Osmunda regalis to be precise. And and, and she says. That, oh, how I do love to be corrected, <laughs> which, Mr. Humphrey. Which made me laugh. Like I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. She's really laying it on thick. She brings up the Angel of Inferno plant, asks about its poisonous properties and its geographical location. Mr. Humphrey continues to hit on her. Yes. Uh, He he has one track mind. He is focused. He just wants to date her. And Eliza plays along because she has something that she wants. Right. And uh, the the Angel of Inferno grows in volcanic slopes of Guatemala and also here at the Society. So that's why we know why she's there. Yeah, she knows, she that, knows that the Angel of Inferno is there. So there's access. And and she asks uh, Mr. Humphreys for his expert advice on it. So yes. she, she, yeah, she is, she's laying up. it up, laying it on thick. And too. we find out that only the members of the Botanical Society can access the, the uh, Angel the, of the Inferno. Angel. So that's a clue. Yeah. And so Eliza, Miss, Miss Belfry in this case, is yeah. not a member. And Mr. Humphreys offers to move Miss Belfry's uh, name up to the top of the list. Yeah, because there's a long waiting list. And he could do her a favor. Uh, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Eliza wants to see the membership list first because as an unmarried lady, it is un- it is imperative that I only associate with the right sort. Right. So that's, that's her justification. I was like, a membership list feels like it should be somewhat confidential, but he's just like, oh, of course. Yeah, well, it's what but she asked for is plausible enough, yeah. and I was like, I actually wrote down like that's actually a good lie, like on her <laughs> part, because she's usually not very good at lying. Yeah, but that was actually like I was like, okay, that I makes mean, sense. She's, she's using, using what she has to her advantage, which is what William asked, told her to do yeah. a while back. So, uh, Mr. Humphrey is overdue for an appointment. Come back tomorrow. Eliza pretends to prick her finger. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then she like kind of swoons a little. Yeah. And- she asks if she can recover in the privacy of his <laughs> office, and he's like, "Of course." And he goes to follow her, and she goes alone. Alone, <laughs> <laughs> and he looks real. Um, he's really disappointed, disturbed. But he takes her to the office, yeah. and she immediately starts rifling through oh, his yeah. files and piles of paperwork. But she's interrupted yes. because he comes in, and you think like, "Oh, well, maybe he's like going to corner her." her. Yeah, yeah like I mean, he feels real swarmy. Like, yeah. no, I don't like it. But he says that the police are there, but it's not the police. It's not the police. It it's, is. It's Nash. It's Nash. And uh, they're there on um, very important confidential police business, and which they need a, to see it, the membership list. Which is a good lie. Yeah. yeah. And so it's lie versus lie. Yeah. And they have, like, a little bit of a showdown between the two of them. Um, and uh, Yeah, Eliza- it, was, it was funny because she said, oh, I'm well acquainted with Scotland Yard. And which- Nash is like, you don't seem like the type to be arrested often. She she <laughs> broke character because she was like herself when she said that she knew people yeah. from Scotland Yard. I, I th- think she that was the moment she she slipped up. She slipped out of her character, and Nash <laughs> pounced on it and asks how. And Eliza says her uncle works for the Home Office, and then 
Nash asks for who it is, and she she just comes up with a name. Mr. Fernchurch? Fenchurch or whatever, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, so Nash then goes on to insinuate that Fenchurch frequented the brothels and got caught. And a terrible thing that happened to his reputation. So many men frequent that brothel, but he got caught. Oh, and so that that casts a a pall or a shade on on her reputation reputation as by association. And so... Um, Eliza leaves, uh, uh, and Mr. You know Humphreys gives the list to Nash. So Nash is yeah. winning at this case. Yeah, he's got he's, the list. He's beating her to the, the membership list. Yeah. So then we we from that we cut to outside of Eliza's office. Yes. William is. Uh, he's waiting for her there. Yeah. And uh, she vents to him about Patrick Nash and him undercutting her business. And she says, "Every man I've had to deal with has been detestable." And William just goes. Well, oh, I'm, I love glad, that. I'm glad I dropped yes, by. I love I love that quote. <laughs> I'm glad I dropped by. And then Eliza, like, even though it's a joke, yeah. like Eliza's like, I'm glad you, that you did too. Yeah. And she, so, she genuinely is actually happy to see William. But then as William learns more about the case and finds out that the, it could be a, a the potential, poisoning. There yeah. could be more poisonings. William yeah. demands info on the case because it's a threat to the public. And Eliza, like, kind of just giving herself a little bit more time, promises to give notes by the end of the day. Right. Which William sees yeah, through. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's yeah. Good, like, I mean, he's I think her. I wrote down the exact quote. He says, I know that look, the look that is covering a multitude of calculations oh. that are currently racing through your head. End of the day, Eliza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Eliza is frustrated that she was so easily read. And right. That, that he knows her, her inner workings well, so well. Well, he, he's known her since she was a child. Yes. Tends to happen when you know someone that long. <laughs> yeah. So William leaves, and then we cut to a little bit later in the day. Yeah. And Ivy is chastising Elizabeth, Eliza about um, eating at her desk yeah. and being, yeah. What would your father say? Oh, I know what he would say. He'd say, he can't tell her anything. <laughs> And she's narrowed down the list, but not by much. And yeah. So she doesn't have many leads. And Nash has the full list. Right. So Ivy says, shouldn't you be heading to Scotland Yard by now um, and uh, to, to deliver her notes? Right. And Eliza says she will. Uh, and then Ivy asks why she doesn't ask Moses, which Moses isn't in this episode. Right. Moses is not in this episode. So and then Eliza shares that she doesn't know where he is. Right. So he's I'm just like, he's off. Yeah, right somewhere. Now, somewhere. And she knows she she learned not to ask. No. So she changes the subject at this point and she mentions Mr. Potts uh, mm-hmm. and lies about Mr. Potts liking Ivy's new hat. And Ivy's like, did, did he? Yeah. Did he? Oh, and she's like, huh, you ha, did see ha, him ha. today. <laughs> so and, now, and then Ivy changes the yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she said that Eliza used to love Dr. Flint's universal elixir. Yes. And she swore Eliza used to lie about having a sore throat just to get a <laughs> dose, which reminded me. So I had ear infections a lot as a kid. And there was a pink, I think it was amoxicillin. We just called it the pink medicine. Okay. It tasted so good that, like, I went to the doctor. My ear hurt. That was a bummer. But I would get this pink medicine. And it was fun. <laughs> so every time there was, it was time Incentive. for a dose, it was like, hooray. Yes. Yeah. Make so, it taste good. Uh, relatable. Yes. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Ivy says that it's a cure for everything, coughs and colds and stain removal, which <laughs> kind of is a little disturbing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's the Windex of, of, uh, of elixirs. <laughs> Good for everything. Yes. And then back when Eliza was a child, though, it was called something different. It was Flint and Doyle's magic medicine. So we're like, whoa, that's a clue. Well, Doyle. Doyle. Like so the, there the is a Doyle involved in this equation. Did you just say Flint and Doyle? Yeah. And so then we cut to uh, in Dr. Uh, Cedric Flint's office. We find his first name. Uh, so Dr. Flint's office, Flint is being inspected by a Dr. Stanhope. 
Yeah. Um, and there's a crackle in Flint's chest, so he's, mm-hmm. he's you know. And Eliza enters and wants to speak to Doyle alone. Uh, right. Dr. Flint is very dismissive and kind of a jerk again, very misogynistic, um, and and shares that he's hired Nash, which Eliza um, she knows. Knew, she knew it was knew coming, that. yeah. So uh, but now he has two detectives on the case. Yeah, and, that, and Eliza says Nash and Sons, not that he has any sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, he says that her unwillingness to share her findings suggests that she's made no inroads. Yeah. And, I mean, she hasn't it's true. really uh, so far. But th- this is her only clue. So yeah. um, so they leave. Yeah, Flint Dr. And Stan, Flint leaves. Flint and Stanhope leave, and so Eliza is able to ask Doyle about the elixir's name. And that's when he shares some information about his father. Right. So we learned Doyle, um, the Doyle on the magic medicine was was Mr. Doyle's father, mm-hmm. who Dr. Flint met while he was in India. And his dad changed his name to Doyle because no one would have bought a product called Flint and Mahajan. Mm-hmm. And so they have a connection here because Eliza's father's name still hangs on her office. Yep. So they have this whole like. They have to change who they are in order to, to actually fit into society, su- succeed. Which is one of the themes of the show. Um, and she says, when Doc, when Mr. Doyle, when when Mr. Doyle's father died, ooh, that was difficult for me. Yeah. That Dr. Flint took his name off the product yeah. so, and demoted his, his son to assistant rather than making him partner. And it's kind of like that so wrote, that must cause some resentment. So in my notes here, I wrote down motive. Motive, yeah. <laughs> so, that that is um, a, that's her thought yeah. is that maybe Doyle is doing this himself. And Doyle says you are mistaken. Um, and then I wrote down is his father still alive? I'm trying to think of like who what could still happen because I, it, it's I was wondering who said that the father died. Was it was it Eliza who said that? And maybe it wasn't. Oh, and so okay. it, that, that's just me thinking as I was, I was watching the episode. So Eliza leaves but watches as Doyle exits. And so we cut to outside of the Royal Botanical Society at this point. Yeah, she, she's about to go back into the Botanical Society and, for round two. Well, it looks like Doyle's <laughs> a member. Doyle walks in at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Eliza is about to walk over. and But while she's walking over to follow Doyle into the Botanical Society, yeah. oh. she, she collides with this woman who then turns around and accuses Eliza of taking her purse. Yes. And Eliza's like, what are you talking about? I didn't take your purse. Uh, and she's like, I saw her put it in her pocket, and she reaches into her pocket, and, and there's her there. purse, and then there's reverse, Nash. Reverse pickpocket. Nash, it, right around the corner. It's a setup. Watching Eliza get arrested. Nash smiles as Eliza's arrested. So and, rude. And I, this is at this point I wrote down mustache, because, like, Nash has one of those, <laughs> it has, the, like, the, the little, little, like. curly, a curl, little bit, yeah. It's, it's again, it's, I always think of, the, like, the snidely whiplash, like, mustache, <laughs> like, he's going to tie someone to a, a train tracks, like, whenever I see something like that. So he has that, like, sinister little, like, I'm going to do the bad things mustache. Uh, He's the roadrunner in this instance. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so then we cut to nighttime at Eliza's house. Uh, yeah, William well, is knocking at the door looking for her because she promised the notes. The notes. And they were not delivered. And Ivy answers the door and says Eliza's not home and she was about to have dinner. And William invites himself oh in. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And uh, Well, that, that would be most welcome, he, William says. He just goes right welcome, in. That's right. And he sits down. And he's just complaining about Eliza, her oh, I, opportunism, her selfishness, and then there's I, like the slow pan. Oh, I love the shot. It was, <laughs> it was it was a close up of him, and it just it just zooms it, it pulls back, and you see both the people there. Yes. it's not just Ivy. It's not there. Ivy. Mr. Potts is also there, <laughs> and so William's complaining, and he tries to bring Mr. Potts into it. He's like, "Surely you agree with oh. me, don't you, Mr. Potts? She's caused you a many headache." Yeah. 
You're and always saying how impossible she can be. Untrustworthy and unchristian. And he's like, oh, I don't think I've ever said that. He scrambles. <laughs> he's trying to, to look good in front of Ivy. It, this is an adorable, like, yeah. just the way this was written is perfect. He's just like, it oh, no, so I don't great. think I've ever said that. And William's like, your exact words were impossible, untrustworthy, and unchristian. Yeah. And Mr. Passage is like, Miss Scarlet can be somewhat single-minded. <laughs> but I think what Miss Woods is saying, because Miss Woods, Ivy is, is trying to, yeah. um, you know, Defend Eliza. What Miss Woods is saying does have some truth. Miss Scarlet is trying to uh, build a business <laughs> in a world that is uh, usually the reserve of a man. Like he it, feels so uncomfortable doing it, but he's looking it's directly at Ivy. Yeah, and as I wrote, he's saying, I it. wrote down right at, at this sequence. I was like, Ivy is having a good influence on Mr. Potts. <laughs> she so is. I was like, yeah, and then, then and she's looking at him like, yeah, oh, well, you better, you better say good things about my girl. <laughs> and Williams, William continues. He says, "Come on, admit it. You loathe her." <laughs> And he just Potts just laughs uncomfortably, chuckles. like, and I'm just laughing at the situation because yeah, he's yeah, yeah. so uncomfortable. And William keeps at it. He uh, Potts tries to change the subject. It's just it's a mess. Yeah, yeah Potts is like, oh, the food, it's so oh, great. Oh, yeah, the, the, food, the dumplings, oh, oh. so delicate and moist. And he's just like, just desperate. So to good, make such a good William scene. stop. It's real funny. <laughs> so then after that, we we flash to Scotland Yard. Yeah. And Eliza's been bailed out, and she assumed it's it's by William, yeah. but it wasn't William. No, it's 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 Mr. Sinclair, Mr. Basil Sinclair, was the reporter. Was it Phelps that let her out of the, hmm? the cell? Was it Phelps? Phelps that was the out? one who okay. actually like got her out because of the cell. Because he said, I would have come down and keep you co- kept you company if I had known, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was, she's just a regular occurrence. Yeah, just <laughs> first name basis. We know each other. We're good. Yeah. yeah so, but no, it's Mr. Sinclair is the yes. one who, uh, who bailed Basil her out. Basil Sinclair is there, yeah. and uh, he's bailed her out because... Whenever she has a feature in his publication, it's sold exponentially. Yes. Eliza's and, stories sell. Yeah. So he wants to write a story about her current case, uh, an intoxicating tale of blackmail, poison, and witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> and Eliza, like, there, there's no witchcraft <laughs> There involved. is no witchcraft. But and um, he, he, but then he, he, he says he, he's really excited to write it, and he, he yeah. threatens to write it. He's going to write the story either way. With or without Eliza. Without her help. And either she will be his heroine. Or. Or Mr. Nash will be his hero. Yeah. So this is. And oh, 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 this is the line. This is where she says, that's black. This is blackmail. And he goes, this is business. Using her own words against oh, her. Yeah. Uh, great writing here. That was great. <laughs> and so after that, we cut uh, to men with guns coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And Fitzroy's there. And he's dropping bullets left and right at Scotland Yard. And Phelps insults him, and as he does, William is walking by, right. and William tells Phelps that he has a case for Fitzroy. Right. And Phelps protests, but William pulls rank. Yeah, he and, does. He says, uh, "I am your governor," and he says, "Yes, Duke." And yeah. and uh, it's so we do know it's a raid on the Cooper gang, yeah. which is the gang that they uh, infiltrated before, where um, Fitzroy really dropped the ball, and yeah. William ended up in a fist fight, and all of that. So. William pulls him off of that and saves his butt this this time. Yeah, and, um, and Fitzroy says, thank you, sir, and William says, I, I don't, don't know what you're talking I about. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, he's, about. He's still Come playing on. it very, yeah. yeah. So I think here we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, um, Eliza's going to return to the Botanical Society and have to deal with Mr. Humphreys again. <laughs> As Miss Belfry. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we are at the Botanical Society with Eliza. and uh, As Miss Belfry. Yes. And she is back in Mr. Humphrey's office. Oh, yeah. 
they're having this conversation and it comes up again that he'll move her name to the top of the waiting list if if she'll have dinner with him. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And this is when... I just feel, this is such relatable content for every woman who's ever lived. <laughs> Definitely putting the full court press on that. Uh, she she uh, kind of diffuses it by saying that her finger, that was like the one that she pricked the, on the, the rose, rose finger, yeah. uh, has a foul-smelling pus. Yeah, and he comes over like he's going to check on it, and that's when she goes, foul, just, just some she, foul. He's, smell, like, he's like, whoa. Foul-smelling foul, pus, that's hard. Foul-smelling pus. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, he she, like immediately jumps back. Yeah, and, and then she regrets missing. Uh, like he had a speech about a book launch yeah, or he, something. He like. had a well, he had a lecture. She said That's she regrets that uh, she wasn't able to make it to his lecture. And he said, well, it's more of a book launch mm-hmm. for the Woolrich Trust. So ah, that's, that's a new in, new uh, new entity in the episode that we so, were keep track of. Yeah, the Woolrich Trust was there selling their new book to raise funds to bring medicine to the poor. So. That's a nice thing. And then he also notes that the the book had some information about the the, the plant. The a an- whole chapter dedicated yeah. to the angel Inferno. Yep, and that the, the plant glows yeah. in the dark. Yeah, he mentions that it has a luminous quality and it glows in the dark, which will come in handy later. Later on. Um, she asks if she could buy a copy of the book, and he, he doesn't have another book to no. sell her because Nash... He bought the last copy. Yep, that course. police officer that you met earlier, he bought yep. the last copy. Um, and she asks, did he find what he was looking for on the membership list? And it's a confidential police can't, matter, can't, so he can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, and then she asks what the book is called. Mm-hmm. And, and it's Killer Cure, The Poisonous Properties of Plants. Yeah. and But but about that dinner. Yeah. Let me just find my diary. And so he turns around to get the, his <laughs> diary, and he's like, and he's still talking to her, and then he turns back, and of course. And she's gone. I was like, she's going to make her exit here. <laughs> Eliza's gone, of course. She's just like, I'm going to zip out of here real fast. So then we cu- change scenes to uh, Eliza's office. Yeah, she's uh, in the office. She's flipping through the book. Yep. And uh, William arrives, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and he's he, not happy. He is not happy because he uh, was expecting her to show up with, uh, with all notes. of her notes. Yeah, because there's a, there's poison involved, and somebody could die, Eliza. Yeah. And Eliza tells him <laughs> not to huff or puff. Uh, she tries to explain, and William's like, I neither, neither huff nor puff. Um, and then yeah. she, she just wants a well-done Eliza. She wants a well-done Eliza from, uh, like, William to say that. And yeah, and he goes, I do the, I've done that. I've done that multiple times, many times. And she goes, well, not nearly not enough. Not nearly enough. <laughs> so Eliza's grumpy about being. Here, have the case. Yeah. And she, like, thrusts it at him. Yeah. And I'm at a dead end anyway. He says, this is you being professional, is it? <laughs> yes. oh, again, great dialogue. I love, love the show's dialogue. Uh, and she says, what, so before she was saying that she just wanted a lead to pass on to him. And she says, what I said is true. I just wanted to find a, a lead before handing the case over to make you proud of my work. And, uh, he's, so she's laying on the scale real thick and he's like, all right, come on. Fine, come on. And Eliza's <laughs> confused. And William, basically he just cuts to the chase. He's like, he sees right through Eliza's, yeah. uh, like, like this machination. Is just she's trying to get something. Diatribe to yeah. get you to come along on the case with me and work the case together. Stop talking and just bring the file. And Eliza <laughs> smiles as she as leaves she because it, she's like she's she's like okay she's actually getting what she wants even it she, was a, she was a little <laughs> little frustrated that William could see through her but like 
the ultimately the, end yeah. game met. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to a different location. Fitzroy is telling uh, tells that that is that Flint wants to re, to build a factory on this. So Flint, Fitzroy is giving like a, a rundown of yeah, what he's, he's found, found some information on yeah. the case. So um, Doctor Flint recently bought the land that was earmarked by a charity to build a hospital for the poor. Yeah, and um, Eliza is, says, "Was this charity by chance the Woolrich Trust?" And it was. And it was. So um, William asks Fitzroy to pull the membership list for the trust because now we can compare two lists. There's the membership to the Botanical Society and there's the membership to the Woolwich Trust. And where does that overlap? And we find out that Doyle supports the Woolrich Trust. Right. He attended the fundraiser. And that that there was medicine for the poor um, and that Flint basically swooped in and outbid the the trust and stole their land, basically. didn't steal it, but... Bought yeah, it. he bought the, bought the land out from underneath them. And so this is where I wrote down smear campaign against Flint. Like, is this like a, a motivation there that 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 having Flint's elixir poisoned, yeah, could actually like no one want to buy any of right. it because we they wouldn't know which name. one. Yeah. So Eliza and William both suspect Doyle at this point. Yes. So then we cut to outside of Flint's um, factory. So we're there. At the factory that was, I assume, yeah, outside of like Doyle's office, yeah. essentially. So Eliza and William enter and find Doyle passed out at his at at his desk at, his at desk, the factory, yeah. and Eliza um, holds the glass with alcohol up to the light. Well, and, she dims the light. Oh, and yeah, then she it, dims the light, and she sees that it kind of glows. Kind of glows. So we know because it's, it glows. It's poison. It's poison. It's with the angel of inferno, yeah. and so uh, it's it's not Doctor. I mean, it's not Mister Flint at this. I mean. Doyle. Mr. Doyle yes. at this point. Yeah. So we cut to okay. Doyle at the hospital and Flint is there right next to his bedside. Yep. No doubt I shall be next, he says. And there's a new letter, which he just like there, chucks. Like here. Like I don't I she's like, You haven't even opened it. And he says basically he doesn't he doesn't care what's inside. He only cares for Doyle, which for is Doyle, a surprise. Yeah. So Flint actually cares deeply for Doyle. Um, he says he's the closest thing to a son he's yeah. had, he has. And Dr. Stanhope is there, and I put a little arrow. I was like, suspect? <laughs> um, because because he mentions yeah. the 2,000-pound the amount, and I wrote down, how did he know at this moment, point? Like what the, and what like, the ransom is. And right after he, he does that, I thought it was like – it was a little too obvious, I think. Because then Eliza immediately says she knows who the – the, the black market, uh, uh, the, the blackmailer is. Blackmailer yeah. is, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and so, but then then we're kind of shifted because I'm thinking like, I'm like, it's, it's I think it's Dr. Stanhope because he he knew more than he should have. Right. Um, but then we cut back to the office. And it's also real suspicious that he thinks that the ransom should just be paid. To pay, yeah, he's like, pushing. He's yeah. just pushing for that. So that very suspicious. That was my clue. Yes. <laughs> so those two things together. So we have, we, we, we both think. That it should be this. Dr. And, Sanhope. Yeah. yeah. But then we cut back to the office and, and Basil Sinclair is there. And yep, she's there in Eliza's office. Eliza's just she, laying it out. But she says it's Mr. Humphreys. Mr. Humphreys. I was like, well, he's, he's gross, but is he the blackmailer? This yeah. doesn't seem right and so to me. This whole thing seems very odd. But she's like, you know, she's yeah. talking about it. She The faulty X in the typewriter. Typewriters. The typed that letters. They, they match. And uh, he has access to the Angel Inferno. He's tied to the Woolrich Trust. Basil's really digging all of this. Yeah, uh, he believes Eli- it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Eliza yeah. does open the letter. Um, and, and like you said, the, the X's. Uh, 
So well, it's it's funny because he said you didn't even open the letter, and she's like, "Well, I thought it would make for a better story," and he compliments her for her yes. ability to spin a story. <laughs> so Eliza, t- yes. So Eliza tells all this to Basil, and then I wrote down, "Is Basil working for Nash? Something doesn't seem right. My money is still on Stanhope," is what I said. And so <laughs> Eliza explains yeah. the extortion the extortion scheme, but uh, there's no witchcraft. Which- no witchcraft, but the poison is luminous, yeah. which has a touch of black it's magic glowy. to it. <laughs> So maybe. So, and then Eliza <laughs> invites Basil to be there when Mr. Humphreys is arrested. And then I say, I think this is a setup. I think this is going to, this is, this is a setup by Eliza to, to, in, to tra- in hindsight, trap. In I'm like, yes, this, this is yeah. a setup. <laughs> so, and then it cuts to, cuts to the, at the Botanical Society. And I'm like, ha, Nash is already there. I'm like, yes. yes. Nash is already there talking to Dr. Flint, accuses Mr. Humphreys using everything. All that, of the evidence that, that Eliza, Eliza just laid just out. To Basil. Yep. And Eliza acts surprised. Uh, Mr. Humphreys is confused. Miss Miss Belfry and Nash is like she's no lady. <laughs> she's no lady. She's a lady detective. Exactly. <laughs> Eliza confesses the truth. Tells uh, Doctor Flint the truth. Uh, that, that you know. And that, it, well, they take they take Mr. Humphreys away like yeah. he's arrested. Yes. Um, and that's when Eliza uh, pulls Doctor Flint aside and says that she knew she was being double crossed and that she passed old. Passed on false information, and that the real culprit is Doctor Stanhope. Yes, which makes sense. Yes, um, he was finally going to build a hospital where the poor could be served and nursed and looked after, and Doctor Flint ruined it all with his greed. Swooped in and, and yeah. stole the land, and uh, they talk about like uh, uh, Flint is worried about Doyle, but it's uh, Eliza assures him that it's just a mild dose of the poison. Right. That Doyle will be fine. Billy's name is back on the bottles now because, like, Flint has right. pretty much done a 180 and is now a nice guy all of a sudden. <laughs> well, um, well, towards Doyle. Towards Doyle. He cares very deeply about Doyle. Yeah, so he's going to put his father's name back on the medicine. He's going to make him partner, which yeah, he yeah, should have yeah. been all, all, all along. along. And Doyle says, I really want us to buy the land and donate it to build this hospital. And he says, of course, and we'll do it in your father's name. Touching. And I'm just like... Oh yeah. Okay. You're still, you're still kind of gross, yeah. but you're nice to Doyle, so yeah. we'll we'll let it pass. <laughs> so then we cut back to Scotland Yard yes. at this point. Uh, Eliza is pouring William a drink, um, <laughs> which she should just do all the time. <laughs> and she says she'll never trust Sinclair again. And William's like, he's why like, did why you? did you do it yeah. in the first place? <laughs> um, yeah, and um, she compliments William for um, pulling Fitzroy from the Cooper gang raid. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I- says. You did him a solid. And she's smiling at There's William. some affection there. There is. But he thinks that it is an indulgent smile. He's like, stop giving me that indulgent smile. She's like, it's affection. So this is where I'm like, the witty, playful banter is back. So yes. they are not mad at each other anymore, at least. They are back to being friendly. Yes. Um. Well, I, well, go ahead. As William says, if he could read her mind, he doubts they'd ever speak again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I, I laughed at that, too. Yeah, do not pretend to no. read my mind, William. If I could, I don't think we'd ever speak again. Uh, William walks her out and tells her to give his regards to Mr. Potts. Oh, yeah, because he suspects uh, Mr. Potts will be a frequent visitor. Yes, Ivy seems quite taken with him. <laughs> and uh, Fitzroy comes up, and she says, Fitzroy. He says, Eliza. They go on their merry ways. But Fitzroy, like, is smiling. L- lingers a little bit. His eye lingering on Eliza. And I'm like, 
Does he have a crush on her? I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't he, he's hate definitely, that. Yeah. He's definitely <laughs> fascinated by her. Yeah. We'll put it at least that. Maybe more. Um, yeah. So, but William really, notices. <laughs> yeah. Gives Fitzroy a case. Fitzroy leaves. And then Monroe comes in and is mad. Yeah. Um, William says. Fitzroy, Low key mad. Yeah. Yeah. William says Fitzroy has an encyclopedic knowledge of poisons, which is just, he's just making it's something just up. It's just a lie. Yeah. And, and uh, you, th- you think that Monroe's going to out him, but he goes, oh, well, congratulations. And Fitzroy goes off his, on his own little way. Yeah. And uh, Monroe then confronts William about disobeying another direct order because this is not the first time. Monroe cares about that. Yeah. And then the police commissioner arrives again. Yep. And Monroe... Fitzroy's father. Yeah. And Monroe is just up his butt. Is glaring at William. Yeah. Um, And so we just know that's not a good situation. That that this this whole thing... He's not... He's not happy with William. And Um, so William's in in the bad graces of Monroe at this... Yeah. uh, So we cut from there back to the home... um, at the door, and Nash shows up at the outside of Eliza, like right at the the, the doorstep of the stairs, um, while Eliza's going in. Right and to congratulate her on her win. Congratulates her on her win. Eliza's confused, and uh, then says that oh, well, it, the, the whole setup with getting Mister Humphreys, right? There could be it's like, going to be printed. Sinclair's going to have to, yeah, Basil Sinclair, they're going to have to submit the a, uh, They're going to have to, the, uh, they're going to have to submit an apology. Uh, because of of publishing something that's that's false, right? And that and Mr. basically ruining Mr. Humphrey's reputation. And she <laughs> insinuates that Mr. Humphrey's is probably the kind of person to to, to the apology is not going to be enough. It's probably going to be a lot. lawsuit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Nash still wants Eliza to work for him. He wants it even more now. And the answer is still no. <laughs> and then then he says, "Even you, Miss Scarlet, will have your price." And so again, blackmail. Right. Yeah, well, he he's implies that uh, Moses probably has a past. Like, he, don't drag Moses into so this. So he sa- he basically <laughs> is like, hey, I could blackmail you or at least make Moses's life really horrible. Yeah. But he says that he's not going to do that. Uh, he wants her to come to him willingly. Which is just so, he's so gross. <laughs> he's uh, so gross. Yeah. Everything about him gives me the icks, but I'm also like, she finally has a real rival. Yes. That, like a real foil other than William. Yeah. Who has previously been so, and he wants her to come to him willingly, not coerced. And yeah. then he says, "Until then, Miss Scarlet," and that is the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, she also says that she can play as dirty as him. Oh, too, yeah. So this is going to be real interesting. It's, it's it's on. Yeah. 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 I do. I do like Nash's character, but he gives me the icks. Like it, he just as he should yuck. because yeah, mm. like there were a lot of yucky men in this episode. Yeah. There was Flynn, there was um, Mr. Humphrey, who was mm. just smarmy and mm. wanted a date so bad. And yeah. yeah, now Nash, which he will be a recurring character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so there, there's a lot there to unpack. Um, yeah. But uh, thanks for watching along and listening with us. Uh, and we, Yeah, uh, uh, we, we hope you enjoyed uh, watching along with us. And I hope you're enjoying playing bingo with us. If you find clues, remember to email us at ps at witf.org. And at the end of the season, uh, again, we'll, we'll send you a YouTube link to our special bonus episode um, where we'll reveal all the clues. And, and if you love Postscript, which I hope you do, be sure to review us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, like, subscribe, and comment on youtube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. Um, Maybe tell your friends that you should listen to, especially if you love Miss Scarlet. Yeah. 
And we look forward to talking to you about the next episode. Yeah, I think there's just two more left. Yeah. Yeah, looks like it.